Brigham Young Money. Welcome, welcome. It's uh, it's Brigham Young Money. It's Kyle here. Just um, we made it through another week of existence, and I'm um, here back with my friends again. We got Greg. He's I know he's been incredibly sane lately. Oh yeah, vibing and surviving it's with Biden. <laughs> Jordan, what about you, my friends? Oh, um, went another week without Twitter. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because. Uh, I'm not in this gigantic depression loop, so you know it's a, it's not good. It's not bad. I don't think I'm going back. Really? Oh no, it's Literally. horrible. Jordan, Jordan's the best poster among us. So that's. I mean, this is. I the think show just got knocked down. I think several banks. Well, I think you've proved that it is possible to post too hard. <laughs> I don't know if it's posting too hard. I think it's just like the endless scrolling you do at just day in day out. It's like. Huh. Apparently, this is really bad for my brain. Yeah, this was a particularly dangerous week for doom scrolling. Um, it was just, it was too much. Um, but, you know, we made it through again, I, I guess. Um, and here on another evening, drinking some tea here here at night. It's my third tea latte of the day. I've really mastered my um, drinks here at home since I don't drink coffee anymore. So I'm trying to make my tea extravagant so um i gotta give a big shout out to uinta brewing local brewery they have this uh this new locale uh rose ale it is rose beer in my fancy ass i'm loving this shit guys it's so delicious so that that looks great i think jordan's drinking water tonight uh yeah um (laughs) all right dude we're good everything's good did you stop drinking as well? Is that a, is that something that's happened? I, I, it's a Thursday, so I'm just I just don't really drink. Period. Like oh, well, uh, I think it was Colin recently who told us that he had stopped drinking. Yes, and then he drank one night and had like a super <laughs> awful hangover the next day. So the key there is to drink every day, so you don't ever have the really bad hangover. That is the key to being in your thirties. Is that? Yeah, you either you don't drink really at all. build up that immune system. Yeah, you either don't drink <laughs> at all or you drink every day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, this week let's uh, let's let's talk about this week. So um, today uh, it, it's a Thursday, but at the beginning of this week, um, Tuesday, which was the first day of school for a lot of students, I believe, here in the Valley. Um, LOL. It was the day after Labor Day. Um, Things are things are looking good. Other than you know the like we had the hundred degree incredibly smoky weekends for Labor Day, um, and then Tuesday morning we get hurricane category three and four force winds that um, came from the Arctic, I suppose, and they brought snow to Denver and they brought a lot of snow to our upper mountains. But because of the way our city is built by the mountains, it was just like a fucking slip and slide for the wind that just wrecked his city and it was pretty pretty horrifying i would say um i think you two like where you guys live i think you guys were in the in tornado alley i suppose but we were um, in the shit yeah 
Yeah, uh, my commute to work on Tuesday was like a level from Jumanji. It was just wonderful. <laughs> just, yeah, trees scattered everywhere. <clears throat> Some of them were like laid across the entirety of like South Temple. So it was just like, oh, it, this is this is new. Yeah, so we had like, we had... Expert mode commute. <laughs> You're playing on Legendary to get it's to like, work. It's like playing fucking Frogger, but with pine oh, trees God. instead it's, of semis. It's so awful. So basically, yeah, we had, I mean, it snowed a lot where I live. Um, and uh, I didn't have any trees take out my power, though. But like um, Rocky Mountain Power had nearly 200,000 um, accounts without power. So that's 200,000 three states. Units. Yeah. That's 200, se- that's 200,000 separate units. So if that's, I mean, if that's like four people per, per power unit or whatever, like we're nearing a million people without power and a good chunk of those were without power for multiple days. Um, There's still places downtown without power. Yeah. I have a friend of mine, his parents live in Rose Park and they haven't had power since the uh, the hurricane winds hit on Tuesday. Tuesday so morning and it's Thursday. going on going on 60 hours without power. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, just just super awful. I mean, I don't even know. It's and this same day was the same day we were seeing um I guess the day prior and that day of the day we were seeing scenes of just like the fully orange sky in Oregon and then San Francisco and Oakland um, and San Jose, there was like, I was reading something that like um, there, the, it, the, the smoke was so thick that no sunlight was reaching the ground in many parts of California, which is basically just like an extended solar eclipse the entire day. Like <laughs> I just, like it all, it looked like scenes from Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, it really did. Just it was insane. Totally dystopian, totally apocalyptic. Like I was I have a friend of mine who lives in San Francisco who was posting pictures of his neighborhood and it yeah. just it looked like San Francisco looked like it looks like fucking Mars. It was incredibly scary. Oh no, I think it's great we live in total recall now. I I my brain I like really couldn't comprehend what I was seeing or what that would look like. Um, or how that's even a thing. But listen, if we're gonna live in total recall, though, I at least get the Schwarzenegger arms. Come on, <laughs> you should get the the Schwarzenegger arms. I'm gonna. I think I'm, you would look great with that. For, from now on, it's just gonna be protein powder and just like straight keto vegetables and just endless cycles of HGH and steroids for you, boy. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so that day in particular. Uh, as apocalyptic as it felt i mean it's just another example of like the new reality that we're facing um and that we have been and it's going to continue and i mean the week prior we had the dual hurricanes hitting the louisiana coast it's just like Dude, we're having a once in a century weather event like during a once, once in a, a century pandemic now. yeah 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 so which of course like the pandemic exacerbated by climate change and and that like it forces animals and people to live closer together it was the same thing with the swine flu as well but um and in these events obviously like as climate change continues to get worse um both in the long term and these events in the short term it obviously hurts the people most vulnerable 
And this is, of course, for the people that have to be outside when the air is so smoky to breathe. People who, who are homeless and live on the street have to be outside without shelter in that situation or in the situation in Salt Lake where we have wind destroying shelter and property and um, people's belongings being like ripped away. And then we have freezing cold temperatures the day after it was 90 degrees. Like um, it, as this starts to affect more people, I, I, we're obviously going to have more people caring about it. But like when we think about like the climate um, disaster, like for a lot of people, this has already been a reality and it's going to continue getting worse and hurting more and more people. But that's something that, that we should just keep in mind. And that like, there are always people in dire need of help. Um, and these situations make those, uh, those needs even more dire. And luckily there are a lot of good people in Utah in particular, um, who are doing a lot of work for, uh, for people in need and it's not our government. So, uh, but they did tour Rose Park. I don't know if you saw Aaron Mendenhall's tweet today. They went on a little tour to see all the damage. They actually went to the West Side. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. She used the word tour. So, and um, not just to go to Red Iguana. Oh, and Spencer Cox put a tree in a wood tripper. I think. I oh, think I saw that. Hell yeah! Wow. <laughs> oh, that, that just seems like yeah. when like uh, like the Royals do like tours of like the Commonwealth countries too. Well, I mean, it's on Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's when they're in Bossing Say and they take them on a tour through the lower parts of Bossing Say where all the poor people live. But it just reminds me, and it's still like one of the funniest parts of the 2016 election. What was when Hillary took a tour of like a working class family's home and she, I mean, she had that same look in her eye as oh when gosh, she was that, at the DNC, the, oh, when the, the DNC dropped the balloons, just yes. that like totally wide eyed, wide, like mouth agape, completely amazed at like, holy shit, you pores actually live this way. Yeah. That, that those pictures are. Yeah. So just, it's just more performative action bullshit. It's the same as like, the Black Lives Matter mural next to the city county building, like it doesn't actually mean or do shit. I mean, the, the cops are still con uh, confiscating um, homeless people's like belongings, like even as recently as today. So, but hey, at least Ben McAdams is running ads about how successful Operation Rio Grande was. And also, just think about the wonderful plan that Aaron Mendenhall launched for homeless people the other day too everything's going to be fine. We're going to look out for our most vulnerable people and not just sick the police on them. Mm -hmm. Just yep. operation get fucked. Part of the problem with that is that when the police don't give a shit what you have to say, um, it's not going to do anything. So, and they don't. So, Darn. Um, I mean, we saw this when they like, um, Salt Lake PD completely dismantled, uh, like the, the homeless camps at the County building um they like ripped apart the tents and everything and threw everything everywhere and then took a picture of it and said this is the mess that we have to clean up it's like oh it's funny that when you create the mess then claim that you are the one that has to clean it up or is supposed to feel bad for you well um, well well if it isn't the consequence of my own actions <laughs> me reaping and me sowing um <laughs> yeah so i don't know there's really just not a lot to say about um like what happened that day in particular i think we should um like there are a lot of people collecting donations and there's probably still people uh, distributing that help. So we can throw stuff in the bio where people can donate, but for um, sure. Utah, Mads. Utah Mads too. She's yeah. on top of all of it. And 
if you have any questions, she would be a fabulous resource to talk yeah, to. I honestly just follow her and just do what she says. Cause that's, <laughs> she's pretty, that's what she does. It's I know she makes it really easy for, you don't have to like try hard to follow stuff. So um, just follow her and make a Twitter list and only put her only her on it. So you can see all of her tweets. Um, yeah. So that was going on, um, on, on Tuesday. Wow. This, this time is both flying by and dragging, but we also had, um, the hottest August on record in Utah. So that was, we great. did it. We broke it. Another um, record. And due to the bow, lack bow, of bow. rain that we the, the lack of rain for a month and a half and the insane weather swing that we had. Um, we're not going to have a very pretty fall in the mountains, unfortunately. I think just, a lot of the trees are already dead. Speaking speaking of that, so those who know me know that one of my favorite activities is to, quote, whip ass on a bike. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy a good mountain bike ride. Um, one of my favorites is up top of uh, Garsman's Pass. No, I'm not telling you the name of the trail. Uh-huh. Fuck off. But we were up there. My brother and I, uh, on Monday, on Labor Day, got up there super early. We're <clears throat> hacking our lungs off, or hacking our lungs up from the smoke, climbing the hill. And it was just absolutely bone dry. And it's Labor Day, and the leaves are already changing, and it's looking very desolate and awful. And then that same day at that same, on that same trail, there were six inches of snow. Yeah. Just, yeah. Cause that's it's super insane. normal. Um, places in like the UN has got like 18 inches of snow on that day. So yeah, Crested Butte in Colorado got well over a foot. Yeah. It's just nice. It's just absurd. The day after labor day when it was literally 98 degrees in the Valley. I know. Are you saying so, it's not good to have like a 40 degree drop in temperature from like it was like hours? a 50 degree drop, 50, a, 60 think, degree I drop. We had a 50 and Denver had a 60, which is just insane. Um, normal, so yeah, normal times, normal ecosystem getting. Yeah. Normal ecosystem. We're going to keep getting, it's going to keep getting more fun as we move into the fall, I'm sure. And, and into the winter. Um, but uh, speaking of what's going to happen this fall, um, there's a big event that's taking place in November of this year, um, and I think you all know exactly what we're talking about, and that is, of The course, World Series. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and, yeah. the, world, and, and the World Series. So um, we're going to be doing a special series for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and to see how much of it we can suffer through. <laughs> Uh, we're doing it for you. Will we put it on Patreon because we're suffering for you? Yes. So you might have to pay for it. I mean, yes. let's just be honest, though, because we've already talked about being in our 30s and having to just constantly drink. Otherwise, <laughs> having just life altering hangovers. So for me, this is just another excuse to I don't know, drink on a weekday, but yeah. it's still going to whip ass. And I, I'm so fucking excited to see that. <laughs> Show the world just how, just how dumb Salt Lake City it's can gonna be. It's going to get so good. It's going to be so stupid. <laughs> and, but I do have to be, I have to nitpick before we even start this because sure. I, I honestly don't think that any one of those housewives actually live in Salt Lake proper. I think oh, it's going to be like don't. the real, real housewives of Park City, like 
yeah. Suncrest in Park City. Yeah. No, it really upper, is. Upper Draper, where like all like the new tech money is. Yeah. No, I think their promo, fit, their pro, one of the promo like B shot things was definitely in Draper. Um, so it's Draper in Park City. I'd, I'm really curious to see how much downtown we see. We'll see if they go to, uh, I was going to say Punchbowl Social, but that place is closed, unfortunately. I don't know what. Um, they, yeah, I don't they know should where, have just called do. it like the real housewares of Utah. I don't even know what's open. <laughs> I know. The, yeah, like they should have just called it Real Housewives of Utah because Real House, Housewives of Salt Lake City just doesn't roll very well. Yeah, I know no. they had to do cities though because all the other ones are cities. I think so they had to pick uh, they or they should have just done Salt Lake maybe because they have Beverly Hills, Salt Lake, Atlanta. I don't know. Anyway, um, so stay tuned for that because we're gonna have some some fun stuff going for that. Um, God and, help us um, and. In a little piece of just delightful Utah news, enemy of the pod, Mike Lee came out with a really strong stance today. I know we're in like, you know, an unprecedented pandemic. We're in a global crisis of climate. We are in um, we are facing facing mass evictions. We have millions and millions of unemployed people. But Mike Lee really put his foot down amidst amidst all this these crises Fighting wants, for what's important. Yes, he wants the LDS church to sell KSL because it's become, quote, too liberal. Um, <laughs> Those fucking doTERRA ads they run are just too much. I I don't even I don't even <laughs> fucking know with this guy. I don't, if anyone who's read KSL or and or wandered into the comments, um, I. I don't, I, I have no fucking clue with this dude. Bro, I, like it's a walking, talking, living, breathing blue lives matter flag. It's so bad. And then, and yeah, just, just no idea there. I don't even know. Um, I would love to hear his complaints to be honest. Cause I'm genuinely curious what he thinks is so liberal about KSL. Um, what I gathered from the tribune article on it was that he's really mad that there's an AP wire that pushes a lot of stories for KSL, mm-hmm. which guess what? Literally every news outlet in the country does that because we yep. pretty much just, just destroyed and decimated like, newsrooms local journalism yeah yeah because of how like much local news has suffered over the last um like 60 years uh like jordan mentioned there's a wire that pushes out um basically just news after news and news just to these local news outlets and that they pay for so they have something to post um so so, yeah, but KSL just, too liberal. But um, just to give you an idea of just how liberal KSL is, here's the most viewed stories of today: driver gored by antler after hitting elk on I-80. Something about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Eye doctor accused of aggravated assault for unlicensed surgeries. Um, something about the windstorm. Something about Governor Herbert and talking about COVID. Uh, what parents need to know about Mulan. <laughs> yeah just real liberal shit uh, uh i also want to show you i don't know if you guys can see obviously you can see if you're listening to that but there is a uh box behind me everyone knows about my challenge it still is open i'm still waiting to hear back from uh, mr lee and mr cox but that way that they haven't that- responded yet in that box, well, I mean, they're just they're pulling a Jason Chaffetz, dude. I did the same thing with Jason, and he didn't he didn't take me up on it because he's a giant giant coward. But in that box behind me is a heavy bag stand, 
and I will be training. That thing is going up tomorrow. I will be doing a full 12 round workout with my Schwarzenegger arms. Oh man. And again, we now have raised $5,000. We are ready to put $5,000 up on the table. If Mike Lee and Spencer Cox want to meet me in the ring for a charity boxing event. Once again, I have to remind all proceeds will go to a charity. We will make this a COVID friendly event that people can attend. Yeah. Um, Just donated all to Salt Lake Mutual Aid. Once again, I also have to just remind our fans and any sort of authority figures that this is not construed as a threat and this is by no means a conspiracy because me and Kyle have nothing to do with this. So just no, this want is to Greg individually there. wanting to do a celebrity boxing match with elected officials in order to raise money for charity. It's it's, yes. it's great. It's all a noble effort. And I'm, just, I'm waiting to hear back from whether it's Mr. Lee, Mr. Cox or one of their associates. It would be great. I'm very, very easy to find. I'm at Johnny underscore UT on Twitter. You can get at him. It's going to happen. Like I said, they already have a file on me at this point. So (laughs) holler at your boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of our our COVID king, Spencer Cox, I think we should. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a big story that came out this week. Um, The CIA's favorite journalist, Bob Woodward, he did an interview. King. Yes. He is writing a new book, of course, and this man did a um, 18, 18 different phone interviews with Donald Trump at the beginning of this year, um, I, since the beginning of this year, um, to write his book. And yesterday, or two days ago, I can't remember what day it was, he, um, or it came out, part of the um, excerpts from these interviews were released, including an audio tape. But basically, there was a um, a clip of Trump back in the end, or it was sometime in February, I believe, um, where he admitted to knowing how devastating COVID could be, specifically that the virus was that it was transmitted through the air. And um, despite his public statements about it at the time and for months after that, it wasn't just like the flu. Um, and also that he explicitly said he wanted to play it down. Um, yeah, and yeah. The literal quote was, I always wanted to play it down. Uh, it caused a pivot in your mind because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to, oh, my God, the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you. Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to, uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes. Sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. So, and the, his defense at this point now is that him saying he always wanted to play it down, that that was him trying to keep people calm. So there are two lines of defense on this are that one, I was trying to keep people calm. He called himself the cheerleader of America, which is in his little football metaphor. Why did he not call himself the coach? Why did he say cheerleader or the, or the quarterback or yeah, really, really weird, but some um, weird anyway. Freudian shit going on there. <laughs> he said the cheerleader and, um, yeah, so that's that's one line that that um, he was trying to keep everybody calm. But the second thing is that he did so much to stop it that because he shut down what he claims shut down travel from China, um, 
which he did one too late and also had far too many exceptions. It, it like barely halted any travel and it was in a lot of our cases in New York came from Europe anyway. So he points to these things he did. And then he says, Democrats wouldn't have even done this because Joe Biden called it xenophobic, which he did, <laughs> which is, I mean, it was stupid. Um, Joe Biden's a, a dumbass, but um, so those are their two lines of defense. But so there's a couple things here to keep in mind when you think about this. And the, the one thing obviously is that Trump, we knew, we always, we know Trump was, was downplaying it. It's, it's, it is weird to, and, and kind of shocking to hear it on tape, him explicitly stating that's what he was doing. Um, but the second piece of that is that uh, Bob Woodward has had this clip this entire time and all of this information this entire time. And he has hung on to it because his book is releasing this month. Yeah. So my big question is, is like, how the fuck do you sit on these interviews for six months while thousands of people die? How, how are you okay with that? How, how do you have a yeah. conscience? How do you have a soul when we're having a nine 11 every third day? Fuck. I, don't think it would have mattered. Well, which is the which is the horrible thing to say. But even if you like unleashed it in March, he was like, actually, President Trump thinks that it's a real virus. I don't think it matters. Like, it's. I don't think that the people who take it seriously, we have the people who think it's fake, and then the people who think it's real and don't think it's a big deal. So theoretically, in my mind, I, I agree that like I don't think like if we knew that Trump was purposely downplaying or whatever back then. Um, that's I think that's that's one thing, but I think the particularly damning part is him knowing it was airborne, and um, he knew it was airborne in February, and they were still sending out like Spencer Cox halfway through March said this isn't transmitted through the air. So I think this provided cover for a lot of dumbasses for a really long time to to downplay the severity um, because yeah. um, if this had been public the. Trump and the CDC couldn't have been as vague as they were for a really long time. Specifically, I mean, maybe if we knew it was airborne in February, we could have, um, they could have said we should wear masks and not waited until like fucking May to say we should wear masks. So the airborne thing is probably the biggest piece to me. Um, Cause I mean, we, we really were told not to wear masks for like months and just to wipe everything down. Like what the fuck was that? And I honestly think that's probably the best argument to make, too, because there was like that three week window when we got everyone on board to do everything possible to do the right steps, protect everyone. Yeah. And then we just completely just everyone just checked out. We by, just got yeah. bored. And during that time, yeah. we like people weren't wearing masks like so everything was closed. But I would I would go I would go to a grocery store and I was like one of very few people wearing masks. And we still and we obviously still don't have a state mask mandate, which is fucking ridiculous, because if you look at like places like Utah County's numbers versus the entire rest of the state, it's fucking insane. Bro, when um, I was in on my way to Sun Valley a few weeks ago, uh, we stopped at a Maverick in Brigham City. Uh, and there were probably, I don't know, 30 plus people in that Maverick at the time. It's a huge one. It's where trucks go to truckers yeah. go. And yeah, just giant one right off I-15. Um, yeah, 30 or so people in there. And I was literally the only oh, person God. in that Maverick wearing a mask, including the the sales, the checkout people. 
Hey, that, that, that's no problem. It's not like trucks go everywhere. <laughs> it's not like these truckers are going from stop to stop yeah. in different cities and different states. Yeah. And um, they're all at the like peak of health, too. That's I, my God. I mean, and it's just it's becoming more and oh more apparent that like the entire plan, the end game was just it wasn't simply to like combat the disease. It wasn't there wasn't any sort of plan like to try to end the disease. I mean, we're, we're seeing fucking pool parties now in Wuhan, China, where coronavirus mm-hmm. first hit. Not like the entire end game for America was simply to adapt, like to learn to live with this virus. Hyper normalization. like eradicate it. Yeah, it was to do pockets of, of um, herd immunity basically until we had a vaccine, right? Like yeah. that's kind of the plan. Yeah. It- the whole thing is just hyper normalization. It's just like, well, yeah. two hundred thousand people died, y'all. It's a shame, but anyway, uh, football started, so this, uh, it's the new normal. Yeah, and um, also, so today I watched um, Trump's <sighs> fucking uh, press conference, or whatever. He only took like he took three questions, and one of them was from OANN. Um, which is sick, yep. Mr. President. How do you just do such a great job <laughs> every President. day? I've heard your dick is so big, Mr. President. Is it true? Are you saving the world from all the pedophiles and do you actually just children? Do you just sleep standing up because you have a (laughs) tripod cock? Um, So he uh, he, he's this thing that they're on now is like, look at Europe because Europe and the EU is having like um, their their cases are going back up. So Trump says these things like. Like they're having like a 400, they've had a 400% increase since last week. But when you have 10 cases and it goes to 40, that's 400%. Like, um, it's very, very different. So Trump likes to pretend, well, he is a fucking idiot, but the people who listen to him too, um, and support this guy are fucking idiots. And, but that's, that's it right there. It's that like, nobody actually goes beyond step one, which is hearing what Trump says. Yeah. They just, um, and then they just take that at face value and they're like, oh, Europe had a 400%. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a 400% increase. In coronavirus like, they're not cases. Doing so well. We're yeah. doing so well and they're not. They've had, it's going up and up and up. But when you, they're, we're, we're literally talking, um, like we have the entire state or uh, country of Spain having like fewer cases or yeah, fewer cases than like Iowa, for example. Like we, we had that big um sturgis motorcycle rally thing oh, in God. was it south or north dakota it's, it's south dakota and it caused two hundred and fifty thousand cases just off of Which the spread is, from that Can but that's you, all they know about too how much more how many more people are asymptomatic and don't get, get tested because know. they a, don't know a, that they have it and they're not showing any symptoms at a minimum just of two hundred and fifty thousand cases a quarter million people yeah and so when we have you know like that's the entire population of salt lake city i I want you to think about this right now just think (laughs) that a quarter million people got covid because a bunch of people wanted to like ride a motorcycle see smash mouth and then get a shirt that said if if, smash mouth weekend i forgot about that and hey now you got covid yeah it's to watch smash mouth and then get like a harley davidson shirt that says if you see the back of my shirt the bitch fell off (laughs) (laughs) and that caused a quarter million cases oh my god oh we're the dumbest country dude i can't just so you can get a shitty like 
Punisher bumper decal. Yeah, so every like orthodontist and lawyer who has like a Sons of Anarchy replica cut could just like act like they were cool for like a weekend. Every single asshole with a Gordon Hayward haircut. Yeah, oh my God. Well, so uh, the thing that Trump, uh, one of the things he said in this press conference today was like, um, it, Bob, Bob Woodward's known this entire time. He's had my quotes. Like he, he should have gone. If they were bad, he should have gone and say something like pushing the responsibility. So now they're just blaming Bob, Bob Woodward. Congratulations to President Bob Woodward. A fucking funny thing to be like, yeah, I said it, but he, he had the responsibility. He didn't tell anyone about it. He didn't report it. It's on him. You know, Richard Nixon has to just be in the grave. Just like, this is bullshit. What the Dude. fuck? It's like, you could just say that, just like, yeah, Bob Woodward knew the entire time. Go yell at him. It's It's so Like, we are going to pass 200,000 people dead this week. Wait, oh, it's also 9-11 week? Wait, is tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow is 9-11. Yeah, tomorrow is 9-11. Happy 19th anniversary, everybody. By the way, there's kids who weren't even alive during 9-11 in Afghanistan. Think about that one for a minute. Oh boy! Oh, um, <sighs> something also. Uh, hold on, I gotta find it because it was horrifying. Um, but it, it relates to the fires we were talking about earlier. And Highway to the cool yep. zone. So uh, the Oregon, uh, the Oregon National Guard is operating four UH-60 Blackhawk helicopters <sighs> out of Madras to drop to drop fire retardant. Six of the state's largest firefighting helicopters, the CH-47 Chinooks, are not available because they have been deployed to Afghanistan at the request of the Department of Defense to aid in military missions. Um, So we're literally uh, continuing to do imperialism at literally the expense of people's um, homes and lives here in the United States. So what happened to the like all property matters? Uh, all lives and all property apparently does not matter. Only if it's uh, if you see scary black people on your TV, or That's... it's outside, or if that property is outside of Kabul. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but also just kind of bringing the perspective to the difference between like the UH six and the CH forty seven is is massive. The UH six is just one propeller, so its lift capability for external lift is way lower than the CH forty seven because. The CH-47 can lift somewhere around 20,000 pounds, and that's huge if you want to lift water. And the Blackhawk can probably do like a third of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my only experience with the with this is Grand Theft Auto, and boy, trying to carry like trucks with you can't carry a truck with with those uh, single propeller helicopters, but you get the Chinook, and you're moving some serious weight around. So, um, <laughs> clearly, Jordan and I are on the same page here. <laughs> Um, that's I don't I'm even pl- I don't play video games. I'm just shit out of luck here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am a veteran in in a sense. Um, well, as the resident wife guy of the pod, that's right. The, we the all wife, had the we wife had. years ago when we were dating gave me an ultimatum, and it was her or video games. And wow, look at you! I chose I chose her. And Which you're, I'm sure will get me ripped in the comments, but boom, wife guy. I'm, I'm here wife for guy. it, man. I am resident wife guy. My my um, Xbox became like a very expensive Netflix machine a while ago. So <laughs> it's like every now and then they'll play like 2K or something. But yeah, like I've already made that transition on my own without an ultimate podcasts. Gaming while listening to podcasts is like one of my favorite things. It's so fun. Oh, it's wonderful. 
It's great. It's delightful. It's, I, I will or get the new Call books. of Duty Cold War just because I think it's going to be funny. But Oh, I know. the Ra- Wait, is that the Reagan Is that the Reagan one? one? Yes, it is. I, I am getting it just because it's going to be yes. hilarious to me as like... I just wonder what like sort of like skewing they're going to do with the cold wars. Like we needed to sell guns to, to the, to the Contras. Contras. So what if they like pull a fast one and like you get a kill Reagan or something? Well, (laughs) I'm uh, I'm fairly certain there's going to be mods, but, um, Oh, nice. I would would love to see that. I would never advocate for that too, because I'm fairly certain that's still a crime. Yeah. Parody well, rejected. Also, also, like you kind of can tell where they're going with it because they present Reagan as being va- um, far more mentally there than he was at that time, anyway. So, oh, it's, it's, it's actually exactly, just a George Bush Senior sting operation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's exactly like that SNL skit where like Phil Hartman was Ronald Reagan. He's just like mm-hmm. he's the mastermind behind everything. But then it's like uh, Jimmy Stewart's here to see you. Well. We had some good times, didn't we, Jimmy? Carlucci, you're new. Here's how we do things. The red countries are the countries we sell arms to. The green countries are the countries where we wash our money. The blue countries are the... Excuse me, Mr. President, sir? Yes. It's your 1130 photo opportunity, the little girl who sold the most Girl Scout cookies. Damn! Okay, let's get it over with. Everybody out. Come on, move, move. This is the part of the job I hate. <laughs> yeah, so I I, I kind of feel like they're already um, aggrandizing him a little bit. But um, another funny thing that's just horrific and hilarious and ridiculous that came out of the Bob Woodward thing is that Trump brag he bragged explicitly about protecting Mohammed bin Salman after he um, definitely had uh, Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi murdered and dismantled in the. Uh, Outside, was it outside the Turkish embassy or is it the Saudi embassy? Uh, it was a Saudi embassy in it was Turkey. A Saudi embassy. Okay. So, uh, yeah, um, that was great. So he just explicitly said that I, I protected him for that. Um, and that was cool because that was a huge deal. And now it's just another thing on the list of things that doesn't matter anymore because there's too much to care about. And the Democrats will never do anything about any of these things. Like realistically, every single thing that we've learned about Trump um, through this, through these interviews, um, really the Democrats should be holding hearings for, they can impeach him again right now. And they um, can subpoena people to court. They can do this with, um, with uh, the postmaster general, the They could do this with Bill Barr. They could do this with anyone. Just people will say, well, they won't. What if they don't show up? Congress can arrest people if they don't show up. That's a thing that they can do. Yeah, that's what U.S. Marshals are for. Yeah. So and are are they scared to do that? Probably. But like what you got to do something because like, you you know, just hold people to account with all these crazy stories. We haven't even got to the one where he pretty much is called like World War One dead losers and suckers. Oh, my gosh. That's like I'm just. I'm just imagining, you know, how there's the the national debt ticker that just just keeps rolling over and over and over and over. And that we just need one of those for the Trump administration and their crimes. I know. Oh. It really, it's just, but yeah, it like, just keeps going and going and going and going. And it's the thing that's so wild is like any of these things, like this absolute laundry list, this litany of crimes that Trump has committed would tank any other presidency. 
Oh yeah, I, I I hate to play like the imagine if Obama did it, but can you imagine if Obama I, called like can't. the it's, dead Marines of Bella Wood? Just like, yeah, they're a bunch of losers. They would he they wouldn't let him back in the country after that. No, he would get shot down. Um, yeah, it's oh. I, it, I, the, it's so hard not to play that game because and like we all hate Obama, but holy shit, dude! <laughs> I, it's just incredible, but it's a. Uh, but also, it's like it's totally not surprising either. That's the no. that's the one thing about it too. Like you see, you see the comments about like like the war dead and all that too. It's like, yeah, that sounds exactly how I'd imagine like Donald Trump would view like military yeah. service or anything like that too. Like also like what he said about John Kelly's son too after like he died in Afghanistan. He got but, a raw deal. <laughs> no, here's what he said: just like I don't get it. What was in it for them? Yeah. Which is which is just the most perfect thing to say for Donald Trump too, because he doesn't view any sort of like action that a person can take besides like on some sort of transactional basis. Like, yeah, his what, life is completely transactional. Yeah, like it's such a sad way of like. I mean, you can tell it's it's super obvious why this man is super miserable. Yeah, <laughs> like, like his entire his entire living, his entire presence, his entire life is based on okay, what's in it for me. And it's everything. It's like, it's even his family too. It's like, it's, it's almost kind of tragic if it wasn't, if he wasn't also just like a horrible human being. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's like what it comes down to with like the, the Russia stuff or any other country. It's, it's like, of course he like does whatever with other countries. Cause if he thinks it's, it'll be beneficial for him and like where he can build a hotel at some point, like, of course he'll say whatever and do whatever. Bro, he's trying to that. shut down the fucking post office so he can win an election. You will, yeah. But like any, yeah, even that it's like, Oh yeah. Um, my friend or people like, um, people that he's appointed can profit because they have stock in FedEx or UPS or yeah, isn't that the postmaster general has a bunch yeah, of st- he's a bunch of stock and a bunch like of Amazon investments or whatever. he might in, go to jail. other postal companies yeah yeah it's, sick it's great um yeah so learned about all this stuff through the 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 Bob Woodward stuff and he just um it's I it probably won't move the needle at all, but like no. now we just get a string no. of, sorry. It'll be gone by next week. I mean, yeah. oh, well, nevertheless, well, at least we get the string of like, um, you know, tweets from Pelosi and Schumer. Schumer was like, I cannot believe this man. He purposely uh, misled the American people. And I was like, really? You, you can't, you can't believe that Chuck Schumer. And Pelosi's like, he knew he lied. People died. I was like, like, pass it on she said on twitter it's like please please rt who the fuck are we supposed to pass your tweets on to nancy pelosi speaker of the house you're the speaker of the house isn't what what no i'm just looking forward to like jennifer rubin calling nancy pelosi a girl boss for like asking for retweets on what to do about this if this tweet gets one million likes (laughs) i'm gonna tear up another paper Oh, it'd be so funny if she really was like, "I'll hold a hearing if you if this tweet gets a million likes." Oh, it's like the chick, it's like the Wendy's chicken nuggets thing. She's just like, oh, "How many likes for nuggets for life?" So sad. Oh, just a um, world. It really is. But so, is there anything else on on the Woodward thing? I mean, like Jordan said, this will be gone. Uh, but they're really just they are a little bit worried about this one. At least Trump's team, because. 
if 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 Biden can keep this election about a referendum on coronavirus, then he that's that's probably the most the strongest thing he can do at this point because they're already they've already embraced the we're actually Donald Trump wants to defund the police. We want to over we want to give the police more money. He's running to Donald, the right of Trump. Donald on yeah on on uh, what the accepting the rights framing on 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 tough on crime or whatever is what got Reagan elected and it's it's something that they've been doing for 50 years and we and Biden is just he's just going right into it. So he's doing the tough on crime thing. Um, he's saying that, you know, we need to give the Pentagon more money. Their defense budget needs more money, which I just don't really have words for oh, anymore. Just, just think about what Joe Biden said about like fracking, too. It's like we're not going to ban fracking. That was oh that was God. during the primaries. We're, we're done with that. That reminds actually me just waiting for Joe Biden to air his own Willie Horton ad. Yeah, he uh, might. Yeah, so, my God. So Obama in particular, um, he tweeted, the fires across the West Coast are just the latest examples of very real ways. Our, cli- our changing climate is changing our communities. Protecting our planet is on the ballot. Vote like your life depends on it because it does. Um, this man was fucking president <sighs> for eight years, and he did not do that. But he also... Um, explicitly said that he there, there was a clip of him um bragging about bringing petroleum levels um let's see and, and by by the way american energy production you wouldn't always know it but it went up every year i was president and you know you know that whole suddenly america's like the biggest oil producer that was me people barack obama said that on in 2018 um honestly you wouldn't know that barack obama ran against the person who said drill baby drill exactly so I I have no fucking idea. Um, Mads has had a battle with people online about this for the last few days about like voting or whatever. But just like telling people to vote in the face of climate crisis when you have Gavin Newsom saying like, we, you know, we need to raise awareness about climate change or whatever. When like they are still letting PG&E um with their incredibly shitty infrastructure, like the state should have taken over PG&E, the electric company in California, um, yeah, they should have years probably, ago. Yeah, they should have taken over PG&E when, you know, they started a fire that killed a bunch of people. Right. Um, yeah, so... But the fact of the matter is, is that neither party is interested in making anything better. No. It's just simply a race of like, which party is going to make America deteriorate slower it and if we really want to make things better it's going to be require defeating both parties period point blank the the only real thing you gain anymore in this election is like bragging rights at thanksgiving that's pretty much it i know yeah yeah it's it's really really bleak and it all all reminds me just real quick i'm going to read this of a uh a quote from hunter s thompson back in 1972 writing about nixon so we're talking almost 50 years ago and the quote is that's the real issue this time he said beating nixon it's hard to even guess how much damage those bastards will do if they get in for another four years the argument was familiar i had even made it myself here and there 
but I was beginning to sense something very depressing about it. How many more of these goddamn elections are we going to have to write off as lame, but regrettably necessary holding actions? And how many more of these stinking double downer sideshows will we have to go through before we can get ourselves straight enough to put together some kind of or national election that will give me and the at least 20 million people I tend to agree with a chance to vote for something instead of always being faced with that old familiar choice between the lesser of two evils? Now with another one of these big bogus showdowns looming down us, I can already pick up the stench of another bummer. I understand, along with a lot of other people, that the big thing this year is beating Nixon. But that was also the big thing, as I recall, 12 years ago in 1960. And as far as I can tell, we've gone from bad, we've gone from bad to worse to rotten since then. And the outlook is for more of the same. Again, this was 50 years ago and Hunter S. Thompson is talking about another election that happened 12 years before that in 1960. So 60 years ago. And the real depressing thing Same is the bullshit. And the real depressing thing is the person who ran against Nixon in 72 was George McGovern, who was who compared to Joe Biden might as well have been Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. And um but again, like the uh, Democrats feel obviously incredibly entitled to the vote of people who care about other people. Um, I think a good example of this, there's this like uh, some like this dorky dude on, on uh, Twitter, his handle is proud socialist. And he was getting dragged a bit on Twitter because he had a tweet back in um, 2016 or something about talking about voting for Hillary um, and now saying like he, he's like refusing to vote for the Democrats. Um, and this is just like perfect for people like Aaron Rupar and the rest of the Vox people or, um, of course, um, Soledad O'Brien. But uh, like one of the favorite of all like the corporate Democrat people, one of their favorite people to pick on is Susan Sarandon. And Susan Sarandon said, standing by at Proud Socialist and respect his courage and sharing his journey over the last few years. We need more Ryan Knights to stand up and speak the truth to power every single day. Um, Soledad, of course, said in parentheses, she quote tweeted and said, rich white lady reminding people of color why they shouldn't trust her take on anything. So Susan Sarandon said, she said, I'm, I said I'm voting Biden against fascism and for down ballot candidates who support Green New Deal, Medicare for All and Black Lives Matter. After November, I will stand with Ryan to form a people's party free from corporate Wall Street ties. Maybe use your shaming energy to phone bank and ask Joe Biden to update his website. And she had this thread of of basically Joe Biden's website. Um, and she was she posted screenshots and was going through everything about how it's still like all the organizing efforts on the website and all the organizing information and making phone calls and like talking to people about Joe Biden or whatever, all of it is still from the primaries and all of the information on the website still was talking about uh, caucuses and primaries and, um, or the organizing toolkit specifically this, all these dead links for, um, you know, phone banking and all this stuff that it was specifically for the primaries and they've touched nothing since then. I gotta say for a guy who really hates entitled millennials, guy's pretty fucking entitled. I know. So there's this, I mean, we, we've always known this to be the truth. It's just like, um, I, 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 for their sake and for the world's sake, to some extent, I really hope Trump loses, um, but it's going to take some real big, big organizing um, in any case, uh, because we're um, the left really isn't in a good spot nationally. And um, 
but yeah, it would be great if the Democrats could like, uh, you know, try to get earn some votes. That would be awesome. Um, but well, they are. Of, they're just going for the Republicans now. Well, they don't give a fuck yes, about the left. But, so, so basically, they're going for the the um, suburban white women, but then they're already laying the groundwork to blame the left. So in case their strategy doesn't work out. Yeah, it's a total catch-22 for the left at this point. If yeah. Biden wins, then it's, oh, well, see, we didn't need the left in the first place, so fuck them. And mm-hmm. if he wins, then it's, oh, the left tanked the election again, just like Hillary. Thanks a lot. Now we have eight years of Trump and it's all your fault because you didn't vote for Biden. Suck my dick from the back. Honestly, it's the best to just accept like the Matt Grisman view of this. And like, there's no point putting energy in it. Doesn't matter. They're going to either blame you or just uh, toss you to the side. So if, if they Mm -hmm. try and castigate you and try and get you to, vote for them out of guilt or something they just go like no that's a that's a that's a yp not an mp <laughs> they're not are, just that are, but we need to remind everyone again that we live in utah right now one yeah, of the so, reddest states in the nation and, and also there are still like a hundred million plus people in this country who don't vote that they aren't going for um we're still just fighting over the same pool of voters so um, no, no hey there was a good plan for that. Remember what Chuck Schumer said in 2016, right? For every blue collar worker we lose in, in rural Pennsylvania, we gain two moderate Republican voters in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And that worked out great, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. did good. It's the same. It's the exact same playbook. And if the Democrats lose again, which they very well could it's going to be the same excuses again it's the goddamn bernie bros oh man i just i thought about the it's, greatest it's going to be the same thing it's literally all the same tactics i thought about the greatest scenario and it's just like making me smile about it uh imagine it's 269 269 nice. and the democratic house has to vote for who the winner is just imagine how much of a mandate that joe biden has after that and honestly, you look at the map, it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. this election really is going to come down to um, turnout. And honestly, I with the with the, the voter suppression that we're looking at here. And it's, a pandemic that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Polling doesn't matter anymore. Nothing yeah. matters anymore. Just whatever happens, happens, because honestly, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pointless to guess. Um, but speaking of bad Democrats and what happens underneath their watch, um, we had a pretty horrific thing happen in Salt Lake over. I think it was a, was it last weekend? I can't remember what. Yeah, day I think it was, it was last weekend. It was yeah. It was, it was Friday, last Friday. Right? Yeah, the third Friday the third. Yeah. Um, a thirteen-year-old autistic child. His name is Lyndon Cameron. Um. He was shot several times by Salt Lake City PD. And basically what happened was his mom, um, his mom called the, she called 911 and needed a crisis intervention team. And his mom or uh, the mother, she knew her son, um, he has severe separation anxiety and she was having to go back to work for the first time in a while um, since like due to the pandemic. Um, and she was going back to work and, um, her son was having a really hard time having a severe mental, um, episode and she called the crisis intervention team or asked for a crisis intervention team when she called 911. 
But unfortunately, um, armed officers showed up and not really sure what ended up happening here. Um, but it ended up with a 13-year-old autistic child being shot uh, seven, at least seven times, I think, and um, ending up in, the, in critical condition in the hospital. So very lucky that he is alive. Um, but yeah, just, I, I, it's like, oh, and, and he's, he's white. Um, not that that really matters, but like the all lives matter crowd is surprisingly quiet about this one. Incredibly silent. Um, yeah, like I, it's, it's hard to even know really what to say about this other than just being so indicative of the issue that we're dealing with here and why this movement about, like unprecedented and unaccountable police violence needs to be also go in tandem with the fact that like every other social service has suffered um, immensely because of how much we've put funding into police departments and they are the ones who are showing up to situations like this. And when an armed officer shows up to uh, a, like a mentally, like a situation where someone is having a mental episode and an armed individual shows up, like in what fucking world does that end well? And to just to the reports and, and to the details of this incident, uh, apparently when officers knocked on the door, this 13 year old boy, he got scared and he ran away and running away from the cops is what got him shot. Um, and this is a direct quote from the mother. I heard the guns and the yelling and the guns. And then I sat there in my car for what felt like a long time. And I was waiting for someone to walk over to me because I didn't know what just happened. And I was like, okay, um, okay. They just unloaded a whole clip in my son and he's probably dead because he's so small. And, you know, obviously this, this young 13 year old boy is in the hospital. It's being reported he has injuries to his shoulders, both ankles, his intestines and his bladder. Let's just look at the bright side though. Just think about how much justice is going to come out of this, too, because this is what uh, uh, Mayor Bikepath Mendenhall had to say about this. Uh, no matter the circumstances, what happened on Friday night is a tragedy, and I expect this investigation to be handled swiftly and transparently for the sake of everyone involved, because we've seen that every fucking time from Salt Lake City Police, haven't we? For the sake of everyone involved is such a fucking ridiculous thing. Like, so... We know the, the mom called. She's the, the mother is the one who called saying she needed help. She explicitly stated that her child was not dangerous or violent or armed. And that um, her child had autism and had been previously diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Yeah, I I straight up have no idea. Like that that whatever the fuck Aaron Mendenhall just said about that talking about like, Oh, I really hope for everyone involved that like this was an officer involved shooting. No, the cops, like they nearly murdered a kid um, yeah. for no reason. And, and yeah, and for no the reason. Little, the few details we have, um, obviously things are still very much under wraps because the case is still under investigation, but SLPD um, isn't saying how many rounds were fired or how many times the boy were hit. 
of the boy was hit. Uh, they're also not talking about whether or not he was carrying a weapon. They said for the initial call for help indicated that the boy was threatening others with a weapon. Barton's mom has uh, refuted that and said he was unarmed. And we're not going to get any more no. information about this for at least two more weeks. Oh, no. The yeah. Body camera footage is released. Yeah. The cops pretty much just said, too, it was just, uh, oh, he was out threatening neighbors with a weapon. It's like. According and to who? Yeah, it's he said it, it's all he said she said bullshit at this point. My favorite part of this whole thing, and well, I shouldn't say favorite, but like the thing I found like the most surreal is I'm looking at the article from the trip right now too, where Salt Lake City police shot 13 year old boy with autism hours before new de escalation policy took effect, <sighs> as if that was going to do as something. If that's going to help. It's like saying like, oh, what dumb luck, this kid. If only he would have had like a mental mental episode like five hours after, we would have not shot him. Yeah, and I'm sure the policy is just the same old like, the cop must try matters of de-escalation first before resulting to lethal force. It's the same fucking bullshit every time. Never believe the the cop's account of these stories because they're never true. They're always bullshit. Um, It's it's. Oh my yeah, god. Just, and just, the whole de-escalation thing to me, that just reminds me of Eric Garner's death. Like oh, the, yeah. the NYPD had apparently banned chokeholds way before Eric Garner was choked out to the point he died. Uh, but it wasn't a chokehold. It was what the fuck did they I don't even know what they said. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't technically a chokehold. They just murdered him in a different way that was exactly like a chokehold. So uh. exactly. Yeah. So it's just, you know, are we just gonna sit here and fucking argue semantics? And is it just gonna be like it's finger pointing he said, she said bullshit? And like, of course, I mean, when we talk about all this, we all know that like the entire justice system, it's not just it's not just the cops, it's the DA, it's the judges who let these people off. Like it's an entire, it's almost like this, this pyramid of corruption. It's like mortal combat and you're going through the levels of just like bullshit corruption. Oh yeah. But also don't tell cops how to do their job. But if you wear a black lives matter shirt to your job, you better be ready to pay the consequences because, you know, there might be a child of a of a cop who might see it and get really traumatized by it. Wasn't that a, that was a story not too long ago? Uh, that, like, yeah, uh, that was in Salt Lake as well, too. And then the fraternal order of police just lost their fucking minds about it. Or like remind me, but wasn't there a story about like some teacher who like wrote Black Lives Matter on her whiteboard or like was wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. Oh yeah, she was wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. It was in, uh, I I can't remember what school district it was, but the Fraternal Order Police made a big deal about it too because of course they did. Um, And they also, well, what the greatest thing about that was too was on the Facebook post where they were really like pissing and moaning and posted the letter they all signed to. It was like, also, look into critical race theory. This seems to be oh. the thing that's making all of the people go crazy. So, you know, we're God. dealing with some normal people now, especially among our police. So every, everything's yeah. great. We're, we're doing great, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I so let's see what which day was it? I guess it was Wednesday. Um, I called the majority report and I talked to them about this, um, about this situation but like the conversation obviously went to um you know we can talk about the effectiveness of like a slogan like defund the police but we really like 
when we have these conversations with people, when it comes to this police violence, in the most in the most sympathetic way to the police that that like I'd be willing to go to, and I think that is an effective way to talk to people about this who maybe, um, you know, might be skittish to the idea um, of of that is like if you if you do care about police officers, um, you should want them to be doing less than what they're currently being asked to do. Absolutely, because in no way should this situation have ended with the thirteen year old child being shot. And in, and in certain places, them. it's already starting to have that happen too. Like Denver started doing a program, like a pilot program, where a mental health expert and a paramedic will go on calls to go deal with mental health crises. Yeah. They've, they've had over 300 cases so far. Guess how many times they've had to call the police for any sort of backup or just to help intervene in the situation? I would say fewer than 10 times. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Just in the like the last, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but like in, in Cottonwood Heights, there was a man who was suicidal and we still don't know what happened with this one either. Or maybe we just uh-huh. talked about this at your house, Greg, but, um, uh, but basically there was a man in Cottonwood Heights who was suicidal. Um, he was at the parking area in old mill, I believe. And all the cops show up and next thing we know, the guy's dead and there, we don't know what happened, but like the cops definitely did something there and we still don't know what happened and because it's a completely for people having a mental crisis this is such a good and easy example for this this dynamic that we're talking about is that cops shouldn't be the ones that are responding to these situations and cops are not the people in fact they almost always make these situations worse um it's 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 insane but i mean even when that like that cop was killed up in ogden when he was responding to like a uh, like a a domestic disturbance or whatever it ended up with the cop getting shot and killed um they're they're just they're they're obviously being asked to situations that they're not trained for Mm -hmm. that like that they're 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 responding to situations where someone showing up with a gun makes it worse yeah you're dealing with people in their most sensitive moments of their lives and by responding to that with force you're begatting more force yeah like you're going to get reactions to it because the moment cops show up is the moment that you think that everything has to escalate, especially if you're suicidal or if you think that your life is over or anything like that, because you're not thinking rationally. You're not thinking like, well, cops are here. Time to put my hands up. Sorry, guys. You're thinking they're either here to kill me or I'm trying to die anyway. Or like, oh, shit, I'm, you know, I'm going to jail. My life is over anyway. Yeah. And so for, and if you're having a mental health crisis, you're not thinking straight anyway. I mean, that's no. in the definition of it, but then you throw guys with guns in the mix. It doesn't turn out well. And let's just, let's just think like rationally, how many cops do you think have a background in like mental health and de-escalation? That's yeah. And how, and how, how to talk someone down, how to, how to calm someone down how to get someone from this incredibly dangerous place to some place mentally that's uh, that they're in a better state of mind. You know, that's, it's like you wouldn't yeah. ask a plumber to come and fix your car. So why are we asking cops to deal with yeah. people having mental health problems? Because it's the only part of our civic, uh, our municipal government we fund. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. if every, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. 
yeah, yeah. and like and that's like at its most generous that's like that's that's all the room i'm willing to concede because that's not even layering in how many fucking psychos are within the, are within these police forces honestly you'd be better off sending a fire department or like a firefighter Truly, out to talk to them emt or like something like because anyone but a but that because when you see a firefighter no one's anxiety spikes up right like if you see a paramedic no one's anxiety spikes up like you're not thinking you're not having fight or flight from just the sight of a firefighter. So like, honestly, if you just had them respond to mental health crisis, you'd probably have a whole lot less death. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, but like, Mm -hmm. and then, I mean, this really is those conversations like about, um, you know, white supremacy and the police and all of that. Those are hard conversations to have with just like average regular people. Um, and they are pretty scary conversations to have. So I think that like, uh, the way that like, it's easy to talk to regular people who just kind of have the normal person paying attention on the peripheries opinion about this type of stuff is, is is kind of what we've been talking about is like the cops are showing up to these situations that they're just not equipped to deal with and they often almost always make they escalate the situations um and i don't know if there are people defending the cops for shooting this this child but like the i saw i mean i saw people defending the shooting of and the murder of like tamir rice for instance but he was a black kid so it's probably different for a lot of people but um, there's always going to be people who, who take the cops side no matter what. And maybe in these instances, they'll say, well, not all cops are bad or whatever. It's not a, it's not about individual cops. It's about this entire structure that its place in society is wrong. It's, yep. this isn't, this isn't how, um, modern developed nations function with, um, a police force because, whether you know you i mean i wouldn't go tell your normie ass family that you want to abolish the police or anything like that but like quite honestly the the relationship that like regular or that that, that like poor and working and black and marginalized black and brown and marginalized communities have with the the, the police force in this country is not a normal relationship and that's not something no. that should ever be acceptable and, at all and i'm kind of different from a lot of people i think there you definitely still need to have like a community defense force of some kind like you still need some variation of police but at the same point too the system we have right now there is just rotted to the core where it needs to be torn down and built yeah. back up there's there's no saving what we we currently have yeah at all. and it starts with things like we need to get rid of like the office of sheriff and counties and things like that too there are a lot of i, I learned there are a lot of cities in the united states um depending on the it's probably smaller towns that the mayor is also often the sheriff <laughs> yeah they, they do that a lot of places Ooh. too just because like they realize you need to have like the chief like law enforcement official or just the highest elected officer be the one who can actually fire the police chief. Yeah. So that's some th- real th- Western movie shit. Yeah. They kind of merge a lot of powers just to, like create like strong mayor systems. So yeah, it happens, but yeah, it's all technicalities really. Some but at the same point too, Yuma ass. Yeah. Usually they just government. Yeah. Usually they just uh, did that. They don't, the mayor doesn't have policing powers, but they mainly did it so they can fire the police chief in those Good. cities. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, 
really what like when what all these conversations boil down to is often like um like what are the causes of all these all these situations that arise like i've heard my family members make comments about like oh crimes rising in new york or something because they've defunded the police and sure it's not i'm sure it has nothing to do with the um unprecedented uh wealth inequality or the pandemic or the eviction crisis or anything like that it's like never to look at the causes of this of of crime or anything like that but so that also has to be central in these conversations about like um policing and funding for the police is that like it's not just like um we're taking away the money from the police just to burn on the surface of the sun it's like this is going to um services that have been gutted over the last um, half century um, that are often the cause of a lot of these situations that, that come up. And it really fucking sucks that we don't have a democratic nominee who can speak to that or who believes in that because um, I mean, Biden's brain isn't cogent enough to even have a fucking thought at this point. And Kamala Harris um, is on the record recently bragging about, um, you know, her, basically prosecuting truancies in in san francisco and america's top cop yeah for putting parents in jail when their kids don't go to school it's uh yeah so it's pretty fucking bleak but like at a local level um this is an area where things can make a difference like what jordan said like what they're doing in denver like um just like so when you say we need to vote um you know, we don't really have another option locally who to vote for since we have a Democratic mayor at the county and city level and a Democratic DA. Um, but it's really pushing them to be better and primarying them and actually community organizing because that does make a difference in these situations. Um, and we're not going to vote our way out of out of police violence, unfortunately. Speaking of the NYPD, you brought them up a second ago, too. Did you guys see the challenge coins that came out from uh, the NYPD? No. Challenge oh. coins? Yeah, you know those fun coins that like military people like to use a lot of times? Have, I have a rack of them I have in the box. It doesn't matter. But um, they made a bunch of uh, coins. They're like commemorative coins like to, to remember things about... Uh, the first one is a police union one for the PBA, the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, that one side is like the logo for the PBA and the back side is the get out of jail free card from Monopoly. Um, there's another one here commemorating the Stonewall riot. Um, you might not remember which side the police was on that one, but let's just say history was not kind to of that. Jesus. Oh my God. What? There is a couple others. Let's see if I can find that one. There is one from the 25th district. That's just called zombie land. Um, which is actually a district that has a bunch of, uh, which has a bunch of drug treatment clinics there too. Um, let's see here. Cool. There's one commemorating stop and frisk. Wow. Which is which is a coin of the UF two fifty uh document, which is the stop and frisk report form. Oh my god, I just so saw it's one not just the, uh, it's not the, just Bloomberg giving a thumbs up. Uh there's another one from the 75th precinct, which is the most sued precinct in New York City, which says, Give us twenty two minutes, we'll give you a homicide. Oh, oh my god. Well there, there's this one about um Fort Jaw uh 
in the 67th precinct and it features a quote about hunting men. Yeah. From, uh, from Hemingway. Oh my God. Here's another one too. There's a coin called the rat, which is commemorating whistleblower Adrian Schoolcraft's horrifying treatment. Schoolcraft secretly recorded, recorded tapes as evidence of abuse and corruption within the 81st precinct, which he brought to the NYPD. Um, it also shows him the straitjacket because they had him involuntarily committed. Jesus. Well, that's great. That's, that's great. that just ruined the best Walkman song. Also, me. here's one that's a uh, I narcaned oh. your honor student. Uh, oh my god. I can't do this anymore, man. <laughs> we got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop talking about the police. Oh yeah, it's a it's oh, it's awesome. Man. Like and so I'll just end with this. How do you reform that? You, uh, How? you don't. And it's not, it's, it's bless people like Kyle Kuzma's heart. It's not, the cops don't need more training. It's not about, it's not about training. You can't, you can't train this, these violent structures and to do something else. Like, and like by training, do you mean like, like giving them like the clockwork orange treatment or yeah. Or I mean, we, when we've seen cops be trained, they bring in the IDF. <laughs> so yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. That's, that's, that's not happening. Just going to pass out white fragility and everything's going to be, it's going to be great. Peachy keen. Oh geez. I, I just saw another one here. I'm sorry guys. I have to share this one. Go. There is another one here that also features the, the, uh, the uh, Flatbush one with Fort Jaw on it. If you don't know what that reference is, that references Flatbush's high Jamaica population mm-hmm. or high Caribbean population. And there on the backside of this coin, it has let the games begin 25 year anniversary. And there's two cops hiding behind the brick wall that is definitely hiding a character of a black man. Fuck. Cool. Awesome. That's great. That's good. That's that's really awesome. Really excited for the weekend, boys. <laughs> okay, what's what's some good news? What's what, what's what? What are some good things? What what's good in your personal lives? How about that? <laughs> Is anything? Uh... I'm gonna spend my weekend whipping ass on a bike. Um, that's good. My car was not crushed by a tree. That's good. That is good. My yeah, my house didn't really sustain any sort of like major damage a little bit of damage to my fence oh no it was incredible too because you look at my car there's like gigantic tree branch right behind gigantic tree branch right in front it was like wow just got sandwiched in jesus no my car just bugs bunnied itself it was amazing (laughs) wow and they say god isn't real impresses (laughs) us with miracles every day (laughs) and also we have the the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City coming up, so you know that's gonna be great. Got something to hold on to for at least a couple more months, so that'll keep me going. We got we got football, football's back, baby. Oh, Oh, the the Chiefs ended racism, so we're in in the uh, end zone of the of the Chiefs uh, football field, like which just couldn't be couldn't be more on the nose of like and racism right next to Chiefs (laughs) and the five thousand fans inside the stadium booed. football's Jeez. back baby oh it's almost God. amazing it's almost like the people who can afford the seats to like an nfl stadium especially in the middle of a pandemic probably don't want there to be any sort of like real sustainable change 
Oh my god, that is just anyway. that's just too on the nose. I love it. That's pretty good. Well, um, I hope everyone has. <laughs> uh, if, oh. if you guys need, if you guys want to talk to us about stuff, if uh, we're here to listen, I guess our, our DMs are open. DMs are open. Not um, mine. Uh, besides Jordan, you can talk to Greg and me. I'm, Jordan's I'm, unattainable. I'm disabled. Don't email the show. I am waiting for like my account to fully like disappear after 30 days and then I might come back. Oh, like man. we're starting anew. Yeah, you, should, you could start fresh. Just anyway, do something that'll get you suspended and then I don't want to do that because at a certain point especially close to like election a lot of things that get you suspended also get you scrutiny from law enforcement. Oh, oh yeah, good call. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, I think that's it for this week. We will see you all next time. Love ya. Could be so close, like brown.